0: Right. Uh, so, hey, well, welcome. Um, I hope this is going to be informative for you uh, you couples out there. Uh, one of the questions I get asked um, during the day uh, when the couples are making each other's weddings is um, what is a hallmark and why is it important um, to you as a couple? Um, so let's see if this works. Um, a hallmark consists really of a series of marks to um, articles uh, within the trade It could be anything made from a precious metal. But in this context, um, we're talking about rings. Um, So, yeah, uh, it's a a series of marks that includes wedding rings that are made of precious metals, um, platinum, gold, palladium and silver. Um, A hallmark means that the article has been independently tested. So um, the couples make it um, and we get it sent off. So the hallmark really is you as a couple, it's your guarantee that the article, i.e. the ring, conforms to all the legal standards of purity or what we call fineness. So if it's nine carat gold, 14 carat gold, platinum, etc., cetera. Um, it also guarantees provenance by informing you as a minimum legal requirement where the piece was hallmarked, uh, what the article is made from, and who made the article. Um, There are four assay offices uh, in the UK. Um, Assay offices in the trade are um, where we send the items afterwards. So the couples make it, they've agreed, yes, we're going to have it hallmarked, and it gets sent off. Um, Mine are sent to London, and if you look at the marks there, there is, like from top to bottom, you've got the leopard Head for for London, you've got the Anchor for Birmingham, the Rose for Sheffield, and the Castle for Edinburgh. Um, A full traditional hallmark, Mm -hmm. the Rose for Sheffield... the first one is the sponsors or makers mark, um, and this example here, um, LOA is the London Assay Office. Uh, the second mark, well, the second mark within this thing is the traditional finest mark. So, um, left to right, sterling silver, Britannia silver, which is very pure silver. Uh, the first sterling silver is nine two five. Okay, then we've got gold, palladium. And platinum the minimal finest mark is the ones that you normally see like um, sort of like platinum um, so 950 is platinum you've got 950 it's a different mark it's like in ovals that's palladium. then you've got gold and 925 silver so that's okay these marks if you see these marks you can read them um, and when you go to jewelers you see that they're a little mark in there or They're 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 reading they're reading these marks to find out especially if you have something repaired This helps a jeweler a lot Um, What is this piece of jewelry made from and and going back again? You'll have a uh, the assay office mark on there. So mine um, I have a set of marks and it will have include the um, the leopard's head And then also the last thing is the uh, date letter mark so Um, left to right 2010 right up to uh, 2016 which is R and this year's letter is a letter T simple (laughs) Um, this is a set of hallmarks that you might see in an 18 karat gold ring so you've got the sponsors mark the common control mark uh, the minuscule finest mark and then the assay so four marks there um, and then that one's missing the date stamp, but um, you'd have a letter at the end of that. Um, the next example is for a set of silver. So the the, the the first one and the end one are the same, but the middle ones is shown it's 925 silver. Um, how are the articles hallmarked? Um, first, the article is tested for fineness to find out what the articles are made from. OK, so. I get something in, I buy it from a bullion dealer, it's 9 karat gold, it's 18 karat gold, it could be silver. So once it's made, I send it to the asset office, and this is the process that it goes through while it's there. Um, the first way they can test the metal is um, XRA um, XRF. I'm not going to try and say the top words because um, I, I'll get a bit tongue-tied. Um, but it's, it's it's like a ray gun. Um, you can actually get handheld ones. These programs you see on, um, TV where they go and dig out gold from some sort of like buried treasure. They can actually test it with a handheld one. So, um, they use this the majority because it's very, very quick, um, mm-hmm. 30 seconds. And the amount of items that are hallmarked runs into sort of like hundreds of thousands each year. And that's each, each, um, assay office. Uh, the next one is gold cupulation. Um, it's a 2000 year old small process. Um, so they, 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 refine it. They, they, they melt it and they test it. Um, and then they get the percentage of, um, the overall gold content. And then the last one is, this is my favorite, um, touch testing. Um, it dates back from 500 BC. Um, there's a touchstone. Um, so the item is lightly rubbed on the touchstone and it leaves a, just a thin layer of very, like just a smear of gold. Um, they use chemicals and then from that reaction it gives an initial indication of the finest, um, and that's how it's determined. And this is the origin of the phrase coming up to scratch. And there are some old um, oil paintings and you can see sometimes within that you can tell the guy's trade because there's a touchstone within um, the, the actual portrait. So that's how they test. Um, there are three ways of actually striking, striking the mark. Um, the first being traditionally uh, struck by a punch and hammer. So um, this is just, you can see on the ends of these punches, you've got 95, you've got a date letter M, um, you've got the assay office, um, And then you've got, like you say, you've got the the leopard's head. So they're actually punched on, so you done with the hammer. Um, The next way is using a fly press. So the stamp is there, and it's done by hand or, well, foot, um, either by air or by, like, a an old fly press that pushes down. Um, And especially if you're doing thin items, uh, that comes in the way. Going back to the other press, uh, the other punches, what these show are straight punches. We also get one that's called a swan's neck, and they're used for doing the inside of a ring. So those ones there would be on the outside, say a bangle or some item. Um, so that's what you'd use a straight punch for getting inside the uh, the curve of a ring. They'll use a swan neck. I didn't have an example of a swan neck, so apologies for that. And then the last way is. Um, and this is more current and up-to-date, is uh, laser marking. Um, it's also used for laser engraving on the inside of the ring. So if a couple wants, um, we get them hallmarked. I always say to a couple, get their rings hallmarked. And at that stage, we can decide whether they want some sort of inscription. Um, it's done at the assay office, um, and the couples have uh, three fonts they can choose. Um, and there's a form we we'll send it off it comes back um, the couples are very happy. They love Having that sort of like individual input on their rings um, This is just some examples of a struck mark and a laser mark. Okay, so the laser mark is the back sample so you can see it's got sort of like a grayish around the letters and then the f- ones in the foreground are actually struck with punches um, so thank you for your time. I do hope you found this informative and helpful. Um, it's um, there you go uh, simple uh, straightforward and that's what you get for uh, with uh, with hallmarking and the important thing for couples is a hallmark is your independent guarantee that what you've bought <laughs> or what I've supplied in some cases is what you you actually get. It's a guarantee. And also, like I say, for insurance purposes, it helps. You can take it into a jeweller's, any jeweller. They'll look at it. They'll know what that item is made from, and they can give it an independent value. So thank you very much for your time. Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. So, Tim, have you got um, an idea about a question or questions that brides and grooms-to-be should be asking uh, Mark before they even start looking for wedding rings?
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Tim, sorry, I think your microphone switched off.
1: Thank you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, OK, thank you. So the question I had for Mark was about making your own designing your own ring. My son-in-law. Um, in fact my daughter got married last year and my son-in-law designed the engagement ring which he presented to her on the Isle of Skye I've
0: been
1: there and he I was amazed that he went to all the effort, in fact he has a fascination with with, with, um, the the art of, of designing and making things anyway but uh, how common is have you seen sort of bridegrooms designing their the engagement ring they present? And what advice would you give?
0: Um, I've had a couple. Um, I personally uh, don't make a lot of engagement rings. Uh, I normally get to meet the couple after they've got engaged. So, um, but yes, um, I have. Met some guys who want to in, do their engagement ring for their for their partner. Um, it's very difficult uh, because of um, the stones. It's purchasing the right stone. Okay, the size. Engagement rings isn't a straightforward process. Um, designing is fine, okay. but, um, but I would always suggest that uh, if couples are looking to have something individual. That, An independent maker. There are lots of really top independent makers out there who will help you design a ring and uh, manufacture it. So it's either that they help with, okay, I get couples asking if they can set stones. It's a three to five year apprenticeship. So um, that's always a no. So engagement rings normally have. Like a diamond or a set of diamonds or a colored stone surrounded by diamonds. Um, that is a skilled job. It's a very, very skilled job. But, okay, couples can go to a maker, sit down and say, I want to make an engagement ring or I want to design an engagement ring. Okay. And jewelers yeah. or independent jewelers, creators are more than happy to sit there and guide people through. I'm amazed. I'm very pleased to hear that your son-in-law, um, did the romantic thing and actually designed, uh, the engagement ring for, um, for your daughter. Um, she, he, okay, he must be very proud and she, okay, it's a one-off. So, um, that's another thing. It's, it's this individuality, this sort of, okay, doing your own thing, getting what you as a couple actually want. So, um, yeah, um, so yeah, I do some engagement rings, but, um, I normally get the couples um, after the deed's been done and I have to sort of um, work around some work of the um, unusual engagement, the engagement the rings, shape-wise. rings shape-wise.
1: Okay, because I guess, of course, you have to be um, designing the ring or, to go with the engagement ring. Um, I hadn't thought of that. That's clearly another factor. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, 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 the thing that happens a lot with me is I get... Um, yeah. Couples with um, yeah. or, or ladies with unusual okay. shapes and okay. engagement okay. ring and they want mm. to make and a ring to go around. It's always fraught. It's always um, fraught. My favorite engagement ring is that there's a gap between the finger and the underneath of the stone settings, mm. So the ring, the wedding band, can go underneath, ah. underneath.
1: interlock, oh. yes.
0: Yes, <laughs> yeah, interlock, yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you, thank you.
0: You're welcome.
1: Brilliant. I was, I was hoping to press the flesh, actually, Mark. I was going to get, I was going to get my, uh, my hall marks out and, and have a look, but I can't see them. So uh, they're too small,
0: aren't they? They are very, very small. They are like, tiny. Uh, mine, um, I think they start at about 0.25 of a mil. So, like I say, mine a, a, a mil is small. because my point of view is it's not about me um okay so even when I make jewelry um it's not about my mark it's about the piece so um yeah they can be very very small and you need good eyes to to actually try and see them um that's why I've got glasses now I'm also I'm also thinking that you know I didn't realize there was laser engraving as well as punching and I'm imagining that the punching is kind of a zero loss of metal process, whereas the laser engraving, surely that's burning a very fine amount out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's minuscule. It, it's, it's, it's small. And the thing is, um, it says it's sort of like um, the latest. Okay, okay? laser engraving has been around a long time, but it's got better. Um, right. And also the, 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 the thing with laser engraving within the trade um, is laser engraving can be less damaging to a piece. So if you've got a piece that, okay, um, and it happens, I've sent pieces away, it's been hallmarked or struck, okay, and if you hit something onto a piece of metal, it can move. It, can, it I, I've had pieces, what normally happens is, is, if you're having something hallmarked, you don't finish it to a really high quality, because, um, when it comes back you're either clean it up um, I've had stuff where where the, the ring's been struck the sides have bulged out a little bit so you just have it happens okay with laser engraving you're taking that risk away mm. um, and also like I say, say okay, um, within the trade okay you can mark stuff you just say right okay I want these hallmarks here OK, um and you have to do that because you leave it to an assay office um they'll 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 mark it and strike it, which is easier for them, not exactly where you want it. So you have to tell them their instructions. Please mark here. So, um yeah. So, yeah, it does burn away a bit, but it, it's minuscule. It's not a lot. It's not you. You're not losing any money. No, it sounds like the pros outweigh the cons, to be honest. I, I like it. I, 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 I do like it. And also from a maker's point of view is, um, I have a logo, which is my business card and it's Mark. Okay. They can laser engrave logos now. So if you've got a brand, I've not, I'm just me, but, um, you can have that also incorporated with inside the thing. Okay. It's an extra. Um, it doesn't have to be there, but, um, if you've got a brand and there are jewelers out there who have a, a named brand, that logo can be also a thing. It can also be struck. You can actually have um, your logos made into a punch. I have mine. So if I've got star, well, if I've got jewelry that is not going to be hallmarked because of the hallmarking regulations, which I won't go into now, I can actually strike my mark, my logo onto the piece. So it says it's come from my studio. Fantastic, brilliant.